Do you often struggle to see God working in the midst of your troubles? Life isn't always easy, but God is always there, and better yet, with a plan and a purpose. In this podcast, Christian Girl Living in the Eye of the Storm, I hope to help you find God even in the dark times. So sit back, relax, and let's jump into the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 3. My name is Lolo and this episode is titled Feeling Like a Failure. Before we get started, I'm going to say a little prayer and then we can jump right into the episode. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being a God who loves and cares for us so much even when we're undeserving. I thank you for allowing me to share this message even if it's just for one person. I pray for the person on the other end listening that whatever they may be going through or negative thoughts and feelings they may be experiencing, that you know or they know that you're there for them and that they're never alone. Thank you again and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Alrighty, let's get started. So as you can see, I didn't pair a specific book of the Bible or a Bible character to this episode like I have in the past. Reason being is because I believe there are multiple individuals throughout the Bible who have experienced failure or they felt like they were a failure. So throughout the course of the episode, I'll just be talking about different people of the Bible and you know, what they experienced and their feelings, and of course, what the outcome was, and hopefully through all that, and through telling of their stories and stuff, that you can just see that God worked through them, and you know, what that can mean for you. So, before we get into the different Bible stories and the Bible characters, let's just talk a little bit about failure itself. Super fun, right? So we all know that failure means a lack of success. So when we're feeling like a failure, it must stem from our lack in succeeding at something. So whether that be in something big like at your job or at school or even being a Christian, you know, and sometimes we feel like a failure for even something small like, you know, getting in the habit of making your bed every morning. Either way, those things can cause really big emotions, and failure is a big emotion that can really weigh on you. It just really comes down to what you care about, especially in that moment. Don't live up to an expectation that's set for us, whether that's from other people or from ourselves or even God. Failure tends to just take over our minds, and it's so easy for us to get stuck in negative mindsets once those thoughts and feelings are there. They just manifest, and it's difficult. But identifying where these feelings are coming from and discussing them with God is the absolute first step that you should take. You have to know there's an issue before you can solve that issue. 
and what better person to go to than God? And just to throw some things out there, you know, of why we could be experiencing failure is, you know, maybe, maybe you're experiencing these feelings because something that may be important to you may not be important to God. And you're just putting unnecessary time and effort into something that's not in God's will for your life. God could be trying to take something away that you keep running towards and you're just left constantly chasing after it. Maybe God has you in a specific position, you know, possibly at a slower pace than you like, because he needs you to learn something at this given time. And you just have to be content with that, and you're struggling with that currently. Or, maybe God has just revealed to you actions or decisions from your past, which has got you feeling down on yourself feeling like a failure there's literally so many things and that's just a few things but I think just looking a little bit into some bible stories can help just to see how even people in the bible struggled and where this all came from and how God is still using them or did use them because you know obviously they're not alive now but with that being said let's take a look at Paul okay so Paul was someone that did actually a lot of sinful things during his lifetime and of course a lot of these were before he was a follower of Christ because he wasn't for a long time and he did some really, really bad things that probably you and me would never even think about. Like, he was one of those people that would hunt Christians out and want them dead, basically. I think he did kill people and sent them to prison and stuff like that. Like, so probably worse things than we would even think of ever doing. But... Yeah, he, he was known in the Bible to have this really horrible history. But, you know, once he had an encounter with Christ, everything changed, as it should. And Paul, of course, just took time to look at his life and all the past decisions that he once made, and he realized just how terrible he was as a person and all the terrible things that he did. So he wrote the letter to Timothy, and he even in that labeled himself the worst of sinners. Now I know personally, if I put that label on myself, I wouldn't really be feeling too good about myself. Not too highly of myself at all. But within that same letter, you see that he describes Jesus and, and how he displays mercy and patience even for a person like him who went after people who believed these things beforehand the story is really helpful for those who've done things in their past that they're not really that proud of that they're ashamed of they don't feel good about 
and especially for those individuals who have found Christ maybe a little later in life, maybe in comparison to some other people, and they did things before, and now I've realized that they were wrong. You know, just sitting and thinking about all of those things that you once did that aren't that you're not happy about and you know God wouldn't be happy about or pleased about that doesn't really put you in a good place but the good news is is there's transformation in Jesus so don't continue to feel like you've already failed so much in life that you're unqualified for God's love and his mercy and his grace because that's not true God continuously reveals to us areas that we need to work on. So, even if you're still struggling, even if you've been a Christian for a little bit now, or, you know, whether you are new, or whatever it may be, just know that God's going to help you through it. He's going to reveal those things to you, and you'll get to a place where you're feeling more content about your decisions. And, you know, when you repent, God forgives you. He really does. And he chooses not to see your sin any longer. It's just gone. Which is crazy to think about. Because for us, it's probably one of the hardest things to do. Which is forgive ourselves. For things that we're ashamed of or we're not proud of. And, you know sometimes that leads us to believing we're a failure because we sit in those negative thoughts about ourselves and when we don't forgive ourselves it's hard to move past it they're just they're they're so negative and repetitive and it just can be so overwhelming but there's so much freedom in repentance and then learning to forgive your own self and with Paul we can just see how he even goes on to say that if he can be forgiven for the things that he did you're very well deserving of being forgiven too and I think personally for me that that gives me that, that really helps me and makes me feel so much better because I don't just have to sit in those negative thoughts about myself because, yeah, if Paul can be forgiven, so can I. And I should be able to forgive myself and move forward. Not just sit thinking that I've failed so much in my life. So, going from that, I want to talk about two other people, one of them being King David and then the other being Peter. These are similar to Paul because they both did things that were sinful, but the difference between these two and Paul is that Paul wasn't a follower when he did all these things. The thing with King David and Peter is that they actually were followers of God and believed in God when they did these sinful things. Alright, so let's just take a look at King David's life first. So, most people know about David. They know 
about his many successes and they're the ones that literally everyone hears about not many people hear about his downfall but you know we hear about how he defeated and slayed Goliath and how he became king of Israel but I think what's interesting about David is yes he had this very successful journey through you know being I think like even a kid basically up to his reigning and king as king but then we just see how he falls and through that he actually is guilty of breaking like half of the commandments of God and if you want to learn more about that look and read 2 Samuel because that's where it all is found but anyways we're able to see you know what he did but what's crazy is we know that David himself and God and the people of Israel had these high expectations for him because of his role and knowing that he was supposed to be this faithful man of God and was able to lead these people. But somehow we still see that he found himself spiraling completely out of control. And it actually wasn't until this prophet named Nathan confronted David about his sin and his own child getting sick before he even realized all the bad things he had done. You know, if if I were David and I compared my life in the past to what it, to what it became, I honestly would feel like a failure too. Because you know how godly and like almost more like innocent you were and then to see all the mistakes that you had made that's gotta be hard stuff to deal with and I think that a story like this can resonate with a lot of Christians in a way not saying that you did the stuff that he did but like knowing that you've been a Christian for so long and then you just fall And sometimes that weighs really hard on Christians who've, you know, been Christians for a long time because it's, it's sad seeing yourself have gone through such a horrible time because you've made these decisions and you're like, why did I do that? You know, it's hard to know what God wants and desires from you, but you chose to turn away from that and then you're just left experiencing the pain that comes with those poor decisions and we see that in the story of David God actually you know had this judgment on his life and he didn't heal his son when he got sick his son died but I think this also helps to have a wake-up call on people like David and people like us who've been Christians for a while. We need to have something happen for us to be like, oh yeah. David's story is actually one that can show, like I said, how poor decisions that aren't pleasing to the Lord can cause these negative outcomes, which can lead to 
the negative thoughts and the negative feelings. But what we have to recognize is that those behaviors, you know, once we realize that those things cause these negative outcomes, I don't really know what I'm saying at this point, I'm sorry, (laughs) let me start over. We have to recognize those negative behaviors so that we can repent of them. That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry about the confusion. (laughs) Sometimes my head gets crazy. Anyways, yeah, but we have to recognize those behaviors so we can repent of them. This doesn't mean that we're preventing the negative consequences. It's just allowing God to still be able to use us when we do. Because if we just never repent of the things and we just sit into all this negative feeling and emotion and the negative outcomes, where are we getting with that? Nowhere. If we allow God to see that we are asking for forgiveness, that we've repented because we've realized we've done wrong, God can forgive us and we can learn to forgive ourselves and move forward. And God can still use people like that. And that's the good thing. Now going on to Peter. Peter was a disciple of Jesus. He was one of the first 12 disciples that Jesus had. And of course, being a disciple, you were a follower of Christ, a very close follower of Christ. You basically followed him around all over the place. And I mean, he witnessed miracles from Jesus. He literally was with him all the time and he believed the goodness of Jesus and I mean he he saw it so what's there not to believe about Jesus that you know that he wasn't the Messiah like he was he already knew that he was confident in it but we see in the Bible that Peter actually denied Jesus three times even when he thought he never would And I think the biggest thing to learn from Peter is that doing something doesn't disqualify you. You know, even if you've been a follower for so long and then you mess up, you do something pretty stupid, (laughs) for the lack of a better word. Like, he, he did. He messed up. He did something. He basically was betraying God. He was saying that, I don't... This is not who you are. You're not the Messiah. Like, I don't believe that you're this person, even though he knew he he was. He felt horrible for what he had said and what he did. He really did feel like a failure because he betrayed someone that he knew very closely. He was a friend. He was a true follower. And that's kind of like us sometimes. Sometimes we say and do things that we know aren't true. And it affects us. We feel pretty feel pretty messed up about it. And that can just weigh down on us and make us feel horrible. And I know as Christians... When we do something after we've been a follower of Christ and a Christian for a long time 
and we mess up like that, it hurts us after we've made that realization. But just know that it doesn't disqualify, it doesn't make you any less of a follower and a really bad Christian. It always comes down to repentance, forgiveness, and learning from that mistake. Alrighty, let's move on to the fourth person. So the fourth person that I'd like to talk about is the prophet Elijah. So Elijah was, of course, of a man of God, because he he was a prophet, and a prophet has lots of responsibilities. You know, he was the one that communicated with God and to the people. He was supposed to do what God commanded for him to do, and you know, help the people around him, whatever that may look like. He actually witnessed many miracles and. You know, ultimately, he was just a really dedicated, dedicated man of God. However, there came a time when the pressures of those role in his life of being a prophet became really difficult. And it was during this time when there was so much violence going on and so many problems within the people around him. They were worshipping this other deity that was not the God of Israel was not the God that he was worshiping and trying to tell people about. And it just became very overwhelming and stressful. Elijah started feeling very alone and he ended up running off into the wilderness somewhere because he just couldn't take it anymore. He was getting so depressed with all these negative thoughts and feelings and emotions. He just couldn't take it anymore. You know, and sometimes in life with us, things just start feeling like they're just too hard, that it's too much. Sometimes it just feels easier to turn away from it all and to run away. Maybe if we didn't face our responsibilities, then maybe we wouldn't have to debate if we were actually successful or if we were failing. Because it wouldn't even be a question anymore, because it's not going on in our lives anymore. In this mindset, we often feel like, you know, no one really understands. And when we feel like no one understands, this is what ultimately isolates us. In Elijah's case, he didn't just isolate himself mentally and emotionally, he did physically as well. He ran off into the wilderness alone. But the cool thing is, is that God met him there. When he felt alone, like no one understood, the pressures were just too much, and he didn't think that he would make it out successfully, God understood him. And you know what he did? God allowed Elijah to rest, to take a break from his responsibilities all while he was reassuring him that he wasn't alone. Sometimes it isn't that we're actually failing at something. Maybe it's just that we need a break, mentally, physically, emotionally. You know, just like Elijah. 
burnout's real and rest is necessary in life because exhaustion can lead you down a path of negativity and sometimes a break is the only way to break the cycle. Life is just full of expectations and chaos, honestly. Like, you know, you could be having this job to do and it just feels like you're constantly getting beaten down. It doesn't mean that you're the one that's bad at it. Sometimes we just honestly need to step away a little bit, regather ourselves so we can approach it better, get our thoughts together, get our emotions together. And some people don't really know how to do that sometimes. Sometimes we feel like a break is the worst thing that we can do. But honestly, sometimes continuously attacking it and, you know, going for it can actually hurt you more. Sometimes a break is necessary in order to successfully approach what you need to and do what you have to do. So it might not be that you're not ready. It might not be that you're actually failing or you're going to fail. You could potentially cause yourself to fail if you don't give yourself a necessary break. Because exhaustion and burnout are real. Now, I'm not really going to go into another Bible character exactly, but there is just one other thing that I know is kind of common in some other experiences of failure. And that's just that sometimes we're still in stages where we're learning things. You know, we sometimes we just aren't mature enough yet to reach a certain a certain goal or place that we desire to be. You know, we develop at certain paces and God has you in a specific place for a reason because that's just the way he intended and God has his timing on things and we have to be patient with him that way we can eventually reach our fullest potential when the time is right when he wants us to be in that place because yeah maybe there are times that you want something and God wants that for you too and you know that you're heading towards that direction but you're going too fast you have to slow down and sometimes when you're going too fast and you're not reaching it not reaching this goal you feel like you're just not you're not doing enough you're not making it that you're failing that you feel like you're a failure I don't know what else I was saying there but that's not always true maybe you're on your way but you need to slow down you need to take your time because there's a lot of things to learn on the way in order to reach something sometimes reach something sometimes I think that's just something that I wanted to say as well because there are people in the Bible too that are constantly like trying to reach for something and it's not meant for them just yet even if God intends for you to be there and you want yourself to be there 
you have to slow down. You know, it's very easy for us to always look at failure as a very negative thing. But it's actually beneficial when you learn something from it. You know, maybe you learn to never make that mistake again. Or maybe you learned that you're in need of a break. Maybe you learned that you have to work harder the next time. Or that God is still working on you. And it's his timing, not yours. But you're never going to not fail in life because that's just impossible. You're human. You can strive to be like Jesus, though. And that honestly can save you from a lot of negative consequences and feelings, thoughts, and emotions. And whenever you're experiencing feelings of failure, have your first instinct be talking with God about it. Because he can reveal to you what's truly going on and how to handle the situation that you're in. Thoughts, especially negative ones, can be very consuming and overpowering. And that's exactly where the devil wants to keep you. Don't give him that satisfaction rise above your failures and even if you are failing learn from it maybe it's not meant for you maybe it is but talk with God and God can always still use you in mighty ways no matter what you've done where you've been what you're currently doing where you think you should be all that like If you have your mind set on God and you aim to be like Jesus, God's going to use you no matter what. So just remember that. Read the Bible. Pray. Do all those good things. (laughs) And you're going to make it. Alrighty. I think I'm going to wrap this up here. Sorry this was a little all over the place, but I feel like it's important to talk about failure sometimes because it's a common feeling. We all feel it. We all go through it. It's impossible not to go through it because we're all human, and people in the Bible who have, who are these big, great characters have all experienced failure too, and God still used them, and we talk about them today because of all the things that they've done. And you can be used to. Alrighty. I really appreciate you listening. Especially if you listen this far. Like I said, I know it was a little all over the place. But I know that there were some good points in here. And I just hope that whatever God wanted you to listen to. That you take it away. And you learn from this. In some way. And I just hope that you'll tune in for episode 4. All right, thank you. Bye.